0: That's where I'm like, but do we do we look at this space as like any sort of holy space? And if we do look at it as any sort of holy space, we should think about what we bring into it. But on the flip side of that, kind of got three, two, one. Oh, it had already started. Oh, oh no! Start <laughs> kind of got butterflies. Stomach. In the well, again, we can. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can cut out. With yeah. yeah. So cut all of this. Or open with it.
1: So, so Nick told me this morning that I'm the driver, which is something I've never heard before.
0: Um, You know what's in a lot of radio? So, tell me about yourself, Nick. Uh, What brought you here today? Yeah. So, uh, my name is uh, Nick Summers. And what brought me here is my beautiful friendship with this fellow Ginger of mine, uh, Dustin Stapp. I don't know if the real name of this podcast is going to end up having Gingers in the name of it, but we are. I think it is. We're two Gingers, okay? Enjoying Java. Enjoying Java. Talking about Jesus. Talking about Jesus. Not yet, but you know, we'll get there. Mm. Jesus has Java, some. You know, I mean, he created it, right? Okay. Kells. Yeah, fair enough. He at least created the plant. He mm-hmm. created the plant, he created the drug, caffeine. Yeah. 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 We'll give him credit.
1: It's an interesting perspective. He created drugs. Yeah. I never thought of that.
0: That's yeah, well, interesting. Yeah. But not for the ways we yeah, always. That's not the use topic them. of this. Yeah, podcast, yeah. So let's blo- breeze, by um, breeze by that. Breeze by that. Jesus is not a drug addict. He does not promote uh, <laughs> drug addiction. <clears throat> so that's
1: yeah. The part right there that we're gonna cut. <laughs>
0: no, no, that's the part you gotta open with. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we're both grateful believers in Jesus. Yeah, um, and. I'm pretty sure we're here recording this because you and I like to get together to talk about Jesus. And this is just a way to record that um, because you have a crazy idea about letting other people hear the crazy things we talk about.
1: Yeah, you, that's, that's kind of what started it for me is you send me really interesting podcasts. And I'm not really typically a podcast guy. I'm an audiobook guy or r- radio if I'm like lazy and have a short drive. But I used to have a long commute, and I used to listen to a lot of audiobooks. And you send me really good podcasts, and I'm like, these discussions are a lot of the deep discussions that you and I have. Like we have yeah. good Jesus-centered discussions, and I think it would be cool. Um, I don't know, just to goof around. Like it's it's a fun thing, and I think that your perspective was interesting. Like this could be for a kid someday or some other family member, which I had never thought of. But
0: I don't um, think that was my perspective at all.
1: Somebody threw that out. I
0: think your I'm, wife probably I'm gonna, threw that one
1: out. No, I don't think so. I think she. You want to give your wife credit end. right now? My wife has, short of Jesus, all credit. Yeah. Oh Okay. Get me wrong.
0: okay. Um, I just like you know, throw it out there. Like,
1: Kristen gets credit. Yes, for everything. Yeah. Except for Jesus. Um, and then I'm Dustin, and my beard is not nearly as glorious as Nick's. But since it's a podcast, I can get a, get away with my my boy beard, and no one will notice. But
0: you're real ginger and that I am uh, slightly more ginger you than are you you're more ginger yeah you're yeah. more ginger than me but when I grow yeah. my beard you accept me as one of you your beard is red yeah your hair not so much yes yeah 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 and now that we got uh, do we need to sing a song for like our opening introduction is it like uh, something like, like the joy of the lord is my strength just randomly <laughs> uh, no I think we
1: have creative commons music that we can just paste over any awkward pauses so, so what is that
0: uh what what is the point? Then like who's gonna listen to this podcast besides our uh, moms? my mom? Yeah, your mom. And my I mom. Don't, my bad. I don't know. I don't
1: really yeah. intend to market it or I don't know. Who do you think will listen to it? If Except anyone,
0: the, our moms. Yeah, our moms. Yeah, uh, our wives maybe. Maybe if our they're, like, maybe not mad wife. at us Yeah, yeah. At that moment. I think my wife Our, our wives of are my wonderful ideas. people that aren't always mad at
1: us. Yeah. No. Not at all. Very gracious, yeah. but I think my wife hears plenty of my rambling ideas already. Why would she want to listen? Maybe to she quick? wants to hear
0: mine, and then maybe Jesse wants to hear yours. That's a good point. Okay, so maybe our wives will listen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think my wife will listen to make sure that uh, things that I'm saying don't get forever put on the internet. That she's like, no, 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 Shaper. not that thing. Yeah. Not that thing. Yeah. She's of the opinion that uh, she should get to preview audio before it goes <laughs> live. So I think you that might, might be wise. Yeah, that might be wise. That might yeah. be wise. Hi, hey, driver. Okay. Uh, so we were talking about,
1: whenever I approached Nick, what would be our first topic? Paint me a picture. Paint me the,
0: picture. Paint the, me the picture,
1: picture. of the topic? Yeah. So I remember this vividly, and we were having sushi, and we were having all-you-can-eat sushi, so you know that it's high-quality sushi. Um and we got in a debate about guns in church. And it was the only time, I think in our um, nascent friendship, is that the right word? I don't know. In our young friendship, uh, that that we had had kind of like a challenge, like voices raised, like emotional debate about it something. Got, it got pretty emotional. And since then, it never has. Like we have never had a, a disagreement like that. And that's something I really like about our friendship is we can debate things that are deep, but not be have any animosity. So I thought it would be fun. Because I think we can talk through this Without any emotion now we I think, to talk through that again
0: When did we have that conversation? Like eight years ago?
1: Yeah, either I wasn't married or was newly married So yeah, eight, eight years ago probably uh,
0: You, Kristen was there Kristen I was remember. definitely there Because yeah, I remember so you, her not having the all-you-can-eat Yeah, and I, I don't think she was happy with our, our no. discussion No, she was yeah. mad at me Yeah, yeah. Um, And we've been friends for 10, 11, 11 years Yeah I would Somewhere say 13.
1: When did, 13. did you start at SRP?
0: 2010.
1: Yeah, so I think right after that is when we became friends.
0: Okay. Yeah. You're right. Wow, so about 13 years. Okay. Over a decade. Over a decade, the, yeah. yeah. The
1: popular way to say that. We've been
0: friends for over a decade. Because when
1: yeah. you say it over a decade, it's somehow heavier than 12 yeah. years yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the question is um and i just putting my cards on the table like our security team at the church i go to some of us carry guns and, sure and and the Make intention so. there is is not to look cool but to hide that gun and never be ignorable, knowable never know who has the gun um and also protect the flock like that's the intention right and i think it's a um, i think it was it's 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 a weird thing to talk about that doesn't generally get talked about. But yeah, what's your what's why. your what was your viewpoint then, and what's your viewpoint
0: now? Uh, yeah. So I just remember being like really emotional about it. Uh, Cause you're right. I when I argue, I actually envy I envy people who always keep their cool. Mm. Cause I am an emotional person, mm. and it's hard for me to like enter into an argument without getting my emotions wrapped up into it. And that definitely happened that day. And you're a much better arguer than I am. <laughs> I don't know about but that. That on the table. Uh, I th- yeah, at, at the time, so I guess I'm a gun owner. It's not like I don't own guns. Yeah. You know, so I'm not like, but I'm like, wouldn't consider myself, not to be like political, but just to figure out where I am on the spectrum. I'm not like a strict Second Amendment person. Yeah. But I also own guns. You know, like I have nothing against owning yeah. guns. Like I have, you know, people can own guns like it's it's the law you know i feel safe owning a gun um also though on the flip side of that i am not like a person that super enjoys shooting guns yeah like a lot of my friends love shooting guns i will go shoot guns but like i don't feel like that thrill that so many other people seem to have it like doesn't compute to me. Like I enjoy it, but like, I don't love it. Yeah. So that's where I'm at on like where I'm coming from, from a perspective of, but it also seems like as a Christian,
1: and I'm going to project my own thoughts onto you here. So forgive me. But it <laughs> seems like a lot of people would think, like it's weird because it's supposed to be the holy of holies it's supposed to be like a uh sanctuary like a lot of churches well, we're talking about churches word, now yeah use yeah, the yeah. word sanctuary okay. and yet here people are bringing weapons into it like it's strange
0: so that's where my like i think emotional response came in because yeah so if we're gonna so i think where i was so opposed to it was this like medieval idea of like church is a sanctuary yeah you know like probably honestly from like media more than anything you get this idea from like maybe movies or like watching period pieces where people would run to a church for sanctuary yeah like i don't know why i'm thinking of the hunchback of notre dame the you know the cartoon like I feel like that kid grows up in the church has like – I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering that movie. Don't quote me I just that, love the tieback. Right? No, tie <laughs> I'm fun. just trying to figure out where I got this idea of like – No, I think it's a very natural idea. I think it's a
1: and, – and, and it's weird. Um, and, and, and you keep talking about how you got emotional. I think to admit my sin here, I think I'm really guilty of escalating that because I can remember one of the arguments I used against you in the debate was you had a girlfriend at the time. And I'm like, okay. I walk up to her and punch her in the face. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna stop? Or are you gonna pray about it? Which is a
0: pretty terrible uh, <laughs> discussion with your friend to have. I would say you have a wonderful, beautiful skill set, okay, Dustin. <laughs> you you can feel the like emotions of a room. And you use you, you sometimes this knowledge where you find a spot where you put your finger, <laughs> and it can cause complete disruption and chaos. So, something I'm not proud of, but okay. But hey, um, that can be used
1: for good or bad, you know? Is, but I think that, like, you know, your, your question of where did this idea come from, um, that's why it, this discussion about the gun in the church, I think, is kind of not really that deep. But, but the deeper idea of you're going to where you worship God. God is the all-knowing, all-powerful being in the universe, and it it can come across like you're not trusting him to take care of you in his church, which seems weird. Like, again, I'm I'm for the concept, but I can identify that that's – and that's what I think is the interesting part of the discussion is how do you balance – God is sovereign, God is loving, God is all-knowing, God is all-powerful – with the idea – that God might let somebody come in and hurt people in his own church. That's, that's weird. That's a tough, that's a tough nut. Sure. Um, and that, that's what I think
0: is the interesting discussion. And you know, at the time, um, I mean, I still feel this way today, but definitely like at the time there was a lot of like political tension yeah. around guns. What yeah. are talking about? It. Not like there isn't I think it was like after tension. Sandy Hook a little bit. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. 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 Um, but like, I, you definitely, I felt like and feel like we have, some of us in in the United States, have kind of an obsession with guns. Yeah. That border, like, it's hard for me to, like, put the two together of, like, my faith in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just thinking of Mike, because I don't have this. Right? I have my own demons that I struggle with or my own yeah. idols I have in my life. Yeah. Guns aren't one of them, yeah. you know? But people that like, Jesus is the king of their life and they passionately love guns. Yeah. And, you know, like, would that be weird if you substituted gun for somebody walking around that passionately loves swords? <laughs> Talked about how awesome swords were all the time and practiced with them all the time, yeah. hacking at dummies or something, yeah. you know, like... Like you'd be like, ah, oh, it's a little weird, man. You it just is. you just love hacking up dummies with swords. Um, now, I get it, right? Because it's also an instrument of protection. And that's the way you view guns. But, like, why do they protect? Because they kill. Like, that's the reason. They, stop a, they yeah. stop a threat. They stop yeah. a threat. They stop a threat. But, like, their intention, like, guns were created in humanity's history
1: to kill people. I think right? so. I think weapons of war, initially.
0: Yeah. Like, in general. And, yeah. again... They have two uses right they kill but they also protect because they have the potential to kill yeah that's why people would fear them that's why they would protect you yeah right so then you're taking something that has this intention to kill and you're bringing it into a place that should be holy right right and I know that as you know Protestants we don't quite view it the same way as maybe we don't like, we don't tie a rope on our ankle when we go in there right <laughs> yeah, yeah like, you no know I mean, we, yeah. we don't view it the same way as, yeah. as maybe like a, a catholic might hold up their their church a little holier and you can debate whether that's good or bad maybe we've lost a little something in our our protestant thinking by not out
1: having that reference you know, yeah,
0: yeah yeah but um, and that might be completely wrong and then an the inaccurate no uh, representation of protestants but, we're just chewing through it i
1: think yeah. and I am a gun guy so for the the moms listening um, definitely have like enjoy guns and I'm kind of the opposite of what you're talking about and I I think you know you and I've had good discussions before about like idols like when does it become an idol and when does it become when does it subsume your identity where that is your identity over Jesus and I think that's a red line with lots of things it's it's more um, challenging intellectually to think about Guns, because of what you're saying. Like, if I'm obsessed with birding, like that's not as as challenging to align with Jesus, because it's a peaceful activity, right? Like, right, right. Like you can you could see Jesus like birding with you, right? right? Yeah, but so like
0: you can also make birding an idol. Yes, yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. So it's yeah. kind of be weird. It's, it's but you could even, do it. It's an
1: even more difficult thing because of that. Right. Um. And I and and again, I I think that if you look at the history of Christendom, you have people argue predestination you have know, people argue um, free will and, and how salvation happens and 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 the crux of it is uh, how, how do you have free will and sovereignty coexist those are it's a tough thing i don't know how those two it's a tough how do you reconcile those two
0: now what do you mean by bringing up this argument only because i'm a little lost no i don't
1: mean to argue
0: i'm, I'm not an argument discussion point how do you balance again because what
1: i see is is why people want to bring weapons into church oh, okay. to defend
0: themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Defend, defend the body. Yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 an apologetics of the the physical body basically, right? Like keeping yeah. people safe. Sure, sure. Um and that is could be interpreted as a lack of confidence in God's sovereignty. It could be that somebody who says um I like guns in church would say, "Well, you're naive." because you don't see bad things happen all over the place and we have free will and, and you have to exercise
0: your free will. How do you balance those two? Because those are two opposites. Sure, sure. So I think at the time when we had this argument, I was like fundamentally opposed to even the idea of anybody, even a protected secure, like a security person at the church, yeah. having a gun in the sanctuary. Um, I since feel like that, that was a bit of an ignorant and an emotional Place to argue from, so I think right now I'd be like, I'm fine with like, I bet the security team at my church someone's got a gun, yeah, you know. Um, and I get it because we live in a time of people just choosing to show up at any place, any place, doesn't matter what it is church, the grocery store, school, anywhere with a gun and shoot people, yeah, and be evil and shoot people. Um, I don't know how many of those have actually happened at churches. I don't know what the statistics are there. I remember the one where the guy showed up and shot like 12 people in a Bible study or something in church. I'm, I could be... Remember you know, one I'm talking about? I think about of that, ago, one. Like think of that one. The ago, one that I always think of... I think it was racially motivated. Yeah, it was in I'm like not positive Carolinas like, or something I think. Yeah, it could yeah. be. Yeah. yeah, That one definitely was in a church.
1: Um, the other one that comes to mind for me was the poor, the poor guy who went into... Texas, and I don't remember where it was, Weatherford or someplace else. There's a saying that's, in Texas, you better shoot us first, because if not, we'll shoot you or something goofy like that. But yeah. In Weatherford, go, I think it's Weatherford, goes into a church and um, shoots one of the security guards and then is, within you know two seconds, shot by another security guard. And I
0: remember that. Would have killed yeah. a
1: ton of people, like had yeah. a big old shotgun and would have just done bad things. And I do remember that. So, one. I mean, it, it certainly happens, to your point. I think driving to the church is probably much more dangerous,
0: right, especially right, right.
1: if you're in my car. No, um,
0: statistics, statistically dying, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Um, but uh, my point is, it has happened, but I don't think specifically at churches it's happened a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I, it's, it's tough because of what the gun represents, for me. But I guess the way I've changed since we've had the argument is, I'm totally cool with a well-trained... Um, Security team whose job Justice, it is to do team. that. They're all talking to each other. They've got the earpieces in, you know, you guys are doing the FBI CIA thing or whatever. Well you that know? group
1: chat is spicy. Like you don't want to be there memes <laughs> to go around.
0: Uh hopefully all uh Christian and you know, exalting memes, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I
1: think it, what uh, I was hearing you say is that you you've shifted to a balance of within moderation with with certain controls around it. You're okay with it.
0: Yeah, but like, is it is it a little bit disrespectful to just bring your own gun into church because you like to conceal carry mm. and. Uh, that's where I'm like, but do we do we look at this space as like any sort of holy space? And if we do look at it as any sort of holy space, we should think about what we bring into it. But on the flip side of that, I hear someone telling me, well, you bring your cell phone into church and that's all sorts of sin and awfulness that comes with that. Um, I love that perspective that resonates but, with
1: me. Like you, you should be... Thoughtful of what you bring into that space uh, In your mind your heart your body and I like that I think that's a that's a good viewpoint Like I like that
0: and Jesus says come as you are So someone was like I'm not going to church without my gun well, I'd rather have you at church uh, with your gun I suppose than yeah than without it I'm not like laying down some sort of blanket law here Yeah, we're just talking about like why I feel uncomfortable with the idea of just random people bringing their guns No, I get it.
1: I get it. I Again, I struggle I wish there was some answer. I don't know that we'll ever really fully understand it, even even when we get to speak to him. I don't know if we'll, we'll understand it. But um, like, I look at I look at the Book of Esther and like where she has a choice to uh, do something to save the Jews, and Mordecai's like, "Hey, if, if if you don't do this, don't think that you're going to escape. You're going to be killed. And if you don't do something to save it, the Jews will be saved some other way, and you will die." And I think that, I mean, that's a fascinating book for lots of reasons. One is like, God is never mentioned in the book, which is, is, yeah. is so strange and interesting. And then secondly, it's, it's about women, which is, you know, I think there's two books that have a, a woman in charge of the book, like the main character, Nay,
0: uh, Ruth, Ruth and Lesser. And, but I, that's,
1: that I think is the, the balance is God is sovereign. He's going to save the Jews some way you get to choose if you're part of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like it, 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 might include you dying. Like there is no guarantee that you have any kind of physical salvation. The opposite of that, right? Like we're all gonna die. Right. Um, but God is still sovereign. And I, and I, the other perspective that I've read on it that I think is really interesting is like C.S. Lewis has that book, A Problem of Pain.
0: Oh, I've not read that one.
1: It's good. And 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 the one that really stuck with me was. He was talking about it, and he's an analogy guy, and I, I love analogies, so it's probably why I like that, but his analogy is a game of chess. And so if you're playing a game of chess with a kid, and you really don't want to hurt the kid's feelings, you don't want to do anything bad to the kid, you let the kid win. You you, you never take the kid's pawn. But if you think about how you would play chess, there would, there would be no rules. The kid wouldn't understand how to play it because nothing bad would ever happen. Mm. And that's kind of how Lewis saw free will, like there has to be sin and bad stuff as a result of it because people have elected to do bad things. And if, if, if God pulls that punch and nothing bad ever happens physically to us, right. there is no game. There is no spiritual development. There is no life. Like that's not life, unfortunately. So I, I don't know. I think that's an easy thing to think about and until idea. you have Uh, A loved one killed you know what I mean like until you're on the receiving end of that Sure. Uh, but I don't know those two those two things have kind of been how I've tried to balance that perspective and I don't know that I'm doing it right
0: no it just leads me thinking down a different path of like recently um, one I would like to point out for our mothers and anyone else (laughs) listening we are not scholars okay we do not claim to be biblical scholars we do not claim to be uh, in any way properly educated in the ways of like the church or ministry or anything like that but you claim to be gingers who like Java
1: and Jesus yes it's right. in the title we've
0: read the Bible yeah a lot yeah.
1: probably yeah.
0: and we love reading the Bible and we also love reading other resources yes so one of those that I'm reading right now is uh, or just read was on the incarnation by a saint Athanasius. I think it's like written in the 300s. Great little book. Would highly recommend reading this. Only, even if the only reason you read it is to read uh, C.S. Lewis's 10 page introduction to the (laughs) translation of this book. Okay. Because that might be the best thing he's ever written. And it's 10 pages on why you should read old books. (laughs) It has nothing to do with the book he's actually introducing. Specifically, it's only why you should read old books
1: and i remember um, Saint echinices being really pro bringing your sword into church I is remember. that how you pronounce it i don't Athenisis? know this is the first time i've heard it i don't know i'm
0: joking I a, I, so uh, right. apologize for anybody listening with the correct pronunciation of anything yeah uh anyways this guy he's writing um kind of a defense for the uh resurrection of jesus and, um, one of his points of why Christianity is true that he's pointing out is look at all these people that have zero fear for their life. Like he's pointing out to like, it was in the year 300s. So Christianity has now come into Rome as the, uh, majority religion by that point, but it had just come out, I think, of a century of persecution of Christianity where many, many people died because they were Christian by the hands of the Roman Empire or others. So and it was hipster and now is normal. And longer now hipster. is like part of the empire. Mainstream. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So we're probably a little closer. We're closer to that moment in America, right? Where it's, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like that's where we live as the in power Christians. Yeah. But this time it had just become that. And he's pointing out. One of the reasons, he has a lot of great reasons why he believes Christianity shows itself to be self-evidently true. But one of them is, look at all these people whose lives were so changed that they have zero fear of death. None. Like, they will gladly go to the gallows with joy for their lord painful terrible death. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah painful terrible death. ripped apart by lions all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and they do it with a confidence of knowing but you have no power over me fellow man yeah. like jesus yeah. is my lord and savior he is the one who holds my future like and i know that when i die like that's just a step like the real life is still to come in the resurrection like i know i will be resurrected because i have my faith and life in jesus and i think we definitely like lost that perspective compared to the way the author was talking about it at the time the
1: eternal perspective
0: yeah yeah and i think you see that in jesus
1: miracles like when jesus sees someone and he has compassion and he acts which is one of my favorite quoting my favorite Bible studies. Um, It's the compassion often comes with like, get living water have eternal life it, it's the the temporal short end i'm gonna i'm gonna save your paralysis i'm gonna save your um terrible skin affliction all these things like the woman at the well all these things he talks about the eternal salvation and really the physical salvation is just a way to have compassion or to like short-term fix them but that's a very short that person still died that right. person still left the world and the eternal salvation is so much more important than that, and and I think that's 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 the perspective you're talking about. Is, yeah, I might hurt for a while, but
0: that's not the that's not what matters. Right, it's that perspective I think that gets you through things like suffering. Yeah, because you know people experience awful things in this world, um, and I think that perspective on what. The hope that we truly have in the future is what gets us through whatever happens now. And the faith, because that takes faith to have that hope, right? right. You know, like, yeah. You know, and on, on the flip side of that, you know, you, you don't want to diminish the eternal kingdom impacting the world now and today. That's equally super important. Yeah. You know, but but yeah, I think we've lost this um, this idea that death has no power over us yeah. as Christians. Yeah. And it's almost like, and this is, man, I don't know how this is going to sound coming out of my mouth, but like, I would rather hear about a group of believers that died in some sort of mass shooting because I know all of them are
1: safe. I think it would grieve you
0: then, in a different way. Yeah, yeah, it was still would. I'm not saying like. No, I understand. Oh, what you're saying. But I'm like, oh, but those those people knew Jesus. You know that. Like, the, you the, hope I'm that gonna like salvation. potentially meet those people someday. Yeah. You know, they're they're gonna be resurrected. Whereas, like, if you shoot up a group of non-believers, and again, I don't know how bad this sounds coming out of my mouth. No, I'm just saying, one group of people. We as Christians shouldn't. We we still fear death, but but our hope should help reduce that fear to the point of eventually being able to say i don't i don't fear death however long that takes jesus working in your life yeah but like i i think that's a real fruit of your faith in christ is like coming to a point where you're like "Hey, i might fear suffering and pain but i don't actually fear death because i know what my hope is in and i i I trust him and i know the end you know one of my favorite authors said to live as Christ,
1: to die as King. <laughs> Paul, are, you, are you're very. Is? That's 100% hey, true statement. I, Paul's one of my favorite authors. I, I'm not a lie in that
0: statement. Saint Paul, uh, oh, you know, I go to his book signings. I would love that. Would be a high point of my
1: life. I could. Um, but that's 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 the crux of it. Yeah, Crux is wrong wrong word choice. But that's the center of of yeah. that right there is is. Dying is better than living in that regard, but there's a Christ-like service with living, and yeah, I understand what you're saying. Like you, the the crowd A, crowd B analogy there, of the people assured of their salvation, aren't receiving eternal damnation. Yeah, right. Yeah, I get what you're saying.
0: Well, either way, crowd A, crowd B, awful situation. Okay, (laughs) really want to point that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what else to say except that I do think there's like this unhealthy, un unhealthy passion for guns. Because it's okay to have hobbies. It's okay to love hobbies. Um, You can nerd out about the way guns work. You know, like nothing wrong with that. But like, do you hold it up so high that it affects your theology in some way? You know, like do you hold your passion and vision of guns so high do you say things like god then country then guns you know it's like well i don't know if it should be third on your list you know of like maybe things fourth. that are super <laughs> important put, to you put a uh, bucky's yeah. up there and maybe um <laughs> and i get like america's but always had if, this idea yeah, of yeah. like it's tied into the idea that our government doesn't have ultimate power over us because we have this freedom. I understand there's this whole thing going on there.
1: I think that's true of any thing or person. Yeah. That's true of guns, of Taylor Swift, of burning, <laughs> yeah. of cars. Um, cars might be a good example because like, if you're passionate about cars and you love the new Porsche that can do 180 in third gear... like. That's a that's a dangerous thing right that could be dangerous to society you driving around that fast sure. and there's a balance there where that should not go above jesus and if you're spending money on those items it's a lot of
0: money and not tithing bush.
1: yeah not yeah. tithing not helping your fellow sure. brother then yeah i think i i go back to if it's subsuming part of your identity if that's if that's right. part of who you see yourself as over a christian that's right. an unhealthy thing and it's not from my perspective, it's not a gun or not something else. It's it's whatever item that is. Or again, it could be a person. It could be a person. But I th- I think what I hear you saying is America especially struggles with the gun thing.
0: Yeah, it just seems like it can be a, an idol. Yeah. For because here's the th- you know, I don't want to like I don't want us to really dive into politics because in, in no way a political podcast. But the overlapping. Zen diagram of like yeah. gun people and Christians yeah. is like a big Zen diagram there's a lot of know? us yeah well yeah. like so you know let me tell you where you know my one of my idols is or the thing I enjoy the most you know you, I love reading you know You're pretty innocent nerd. to do nerd. I look I look I love reading <laughs> fantasy books I love reading history books I love reading uh, you know theological books I love reading biographies I lo- you know I just love reading and i definitely though uh resonate with tim keller actually when he talks about this of like that was an idol in his life was that he got part of his identity from being well read you know Mm. of like being seen as a well-read person and like that resonated with me of like i like reading i like being well read uh like it even i even have like here's something really dumb and i'm just uh I get jealous sometimes because my wife is a, a big reader too. That's why we work so well, again. You know, we're both readers. She would say she's not a big reader. She reads more than I do. Yeah. You know, whether it's audible or physical, she does both. Yeah when she reads something new that I want to read before me, there's a part of me that gets jealous. And you know what? That's the part of me that is a sin that thinks, but I wanted to read that first.
1: Interesting. Or
0: I wanted to read it with, or now she knows something I don't. Um, And it's not just her. Like I've experienced that with friends too, that are reading something before me, you know, but like that's the, that's the sin and the idolatry of something that I love coming out. So yeah, you know, I don't want people listening to this, aka our moms. Yeah. You know, thinking that I'm like judging people that love guns like I don't love something. I didn't hear that at all.
1: No, I didn't hear that at all. And I I think I'm going to tie back to maybe five or 10 minutes ago. You said um, you don't want to get into or you don't want to minimize bringing the kingdom here today. Yeah. And so I think we figured out the topic of our second podcast, which will be uh, critical injustice theory and how we bring, <laughs> which is not at all challenging, yeah. right? Like, how do we bring racial and, and uh, political harmony to the world?
0: So you wanna, you wanna start out with critical theory? Yeah, yeah basically, start, start light, start light. Well, you can teach me what it is first, and, <laughs> and then we can go from there. All right, this has been a good discussion. So uh, we're gonna click our plastic coffee. Uh, this, is, uh, this is our, yeah, thank you, uh, Jesus. I for allowing be. us to come together today and have a good discussion we didn't open with a prayer oh, we should, did, have, should we? It's like our bible prayer?
1: study we forget to open with it
0: well you yeah. can always close with that. yeah do you want to close yeah, i'll close with okay prayer. uh laura we just uh thank you for the ability to actually even get together on a monday morning um to, to have that time that freedom to be able to meet with a fellow believer uh we thank you for the conversations that him and i have that are edifying to ourselves um, I always walk away, um, most always walk away with conversation with Dustin feeling edified. Uh, and we just hope that if anyone ever even listens to this, that they would feel some sort of edification as well, if not sheer boredom. Uh, but we thank you, Lord, for honestly just blessing us so much with this friendship that we have. Um, we just ask that you would keep us and uh, protect us and also keep us from saying anything truly damaging to anyone that might ever listen into these things we ask in your name amen amen